All right, we'll go. Live. We are live. Snowy Friday. It is. Another one. Jeez, I was going to have to shovel in today. I didn't. It's just the dusting. <laughs> it's not bad. It's not bad. It's just, it's been like, I don't know, five years since we've had a decent winter. Yeah, it's true. So we've kind of made up for it in a month. <laughs> yeah. People just find a way to bitch about everything. Like, it's wintertime. It's February. Like, like it's expect? supposed to be this way. Yeah, like, exactly. we just forgot. Like, finally, we <laughs> yeah. have some fucking ice and snow. <laughs> we forgot what it was like. Okay, so we have two drinks today. Two drinks. Ooh, that's oh. so good. Isn't that great? Damn. So, it is a winter wonderland cordato with a splash of milk, then it's been frothed. Damn. That's yeah. good. What does that taste like? That's a... Uh... Mm. Gingerbread cookie, kind of wrapped up in like a almost eggnoggy kind of fashion too. Mm -hmm. That'd be good. With like the espresso punch. Yep. Yep. Yeah. So that was that's or, uh, two roasting joes. Boom. Yeah. Or like yeah. a dirty chai latte. A little bit. More yeah. Of like a mm -hmm. holiday twist, you know. A little bit of a dirty chai latte action. Yeah. Good. This is tasty. And <clears throat> then because it's snowing, I got some snow angel in the in the, um, in the coffee press. There we go. Booyah. And I've, I've strayed away from Snow Angel this year just because, like, I felt like I spread the love, and I was like, hey, you know what? I'm gonna try some other shit this year. <laughs> like, yeah. Finally, I've been so. making my one bag last. Like, I almost feel bad you're good at that. But you're good at making it last. It's easy this year. It's easy this year. We have uh, the riches of the podcast. So <laughs> it's been a prosperous coffee year. It has. A prosperous coffee year. Prosperous interview month. Month, <laughs> dude. Yeah. So that's. Basically, what we're talking about today, we're downloading the past week. Yeah, I'm still kind of like <laughs> coming down off of those. There's just back-to-back -back mm -hmm. heavy hitters. Yeah. Um, you had Stephen Lambden, Olympian, world team members, you know. You world medalist. Yeah, like, yeah, more, yeah I mean, more about his consistent, <laughs> freakishly consistent athlete. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And like, that's Nicest human. That I, I found to be like his, his longevity. He's been able to adapt and like be on top several times. Like yeah. that was fascinating, and that's why I was like, "Tell me more about that." Like, yeah, <laughs> tell me your secrets. Let me know how you use the sauna. <laughs> mm -hmm. Damn, that's really good. I like that. Yeah, it came out really well. I just thought of it this morning. Yep, I just made that up. Do that in the mocha pot. Yep, mocha pot with a bunch of sugar on top of the grounds, and then um, took a long time to boil it. Long time. It's slow, low and slow. And then it comes out super hot. I was like, I'll "Put some milk on that." And I have a frother. I'm just going to mix that up and make it bubbly. Gosh, it's good. Mm -hmm. Better than good. Yeah, I'm really, I'm really impressed with it. This is nice. This is going to be a drink. Yes. Uh, what was like the main thing you took out of Stephen Lambden's interview? Mm. Um, it was cool to get background on his parents. Just because if you watch any, like, any snippets of interviews with them, they're just cool-ass people. Mm -hmm. And to see that they made a cool-ass dude, you know what I'm saying? Like, as a parent, I'm taking notes. Mm -hmm. So it's like, it's very layered for me now. I'm not just looking at the athlete. Now I'm like, oh, how did they treat it? Mm -hmm. What did they do? Right. All right, cool. Because, like, all parents, I know I want my kid to be that cool. For sure. Like, do cool shit. just do cool shit and, like, live a cool life and be, like, an unbelievably good person. That's, want. That's the dream. Yep. So I'm, like, taking notes on that. And then just like the little training things, like after I, you know, I do the sauna 30 minutes in, 20 minutes out, 30 minutes in, and then I take a cold shower. I'm like, oh yeah, cold shower to maximize the heat shock proteins. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like wouldn't have thought of that for a while, you know, so little things like that. And then, you know, just to, um, 
I thought it was funny that he's made so many national teams so he can't remember them all. Yeah, it's cool. It's like, I'm sorry, I'm Mariah Carey. It's like, I've been awesome I've been for asked. a long time. <laughs> I love how he made, he, made the, he made Mariah Carey out of himself, like, which is hilarious. That he's was, very humble. So like, yeah. Just, yeah, you could tell he doesn't take it too seriously. Yep. Like, which is also cool. Which is really cool, yeah. Like, wow. He was humanized quickly that way, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Which is dope. Yeah, definitely uh, gives you a key. Like, man, if I would have uh, not taken it so seriously as a child, like, could have been more successful because you mm -hmm. had more in your life kind of thing. You know, yep. don't put so much on it, right? But then also, like, <clears throat> breaking down, like, everything to, like, minutiae. But how seriously like, he does yeah, take it. Yeah. Like, you it's know, he gets up at 4 o'clock in the morning. A formula. You know, he gets up at 4 a.m. and, like, has this, like, list of shit that he does to 8. Really? Yeah, trains at 6 and writes in his journal and his... And then by eight o'clock, he's like, I get more, he gets more done between four and eight than like most people do all day. Yeah, or all and week, then, probably. Yeah, and then and he's like, yeah, that's why I get up so early. I just get it done. I go train at six. I do this thing. And then I come back and I do this. And then boom, eight o'clock. It's like, yeah, okay. Then he kind of goes in the rest of his day. Perfect. But yet, yeah. But yet he's like nonchalant and doesn't give a shit. Right. Like that's the way to do it. It's really, yeah, it's super cool shit. But I mean, his proof is in the pudding. His results, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? His results need are there. To put that out you know or that much anyway like, i heard it in another interview it was a more taekwondo centric interview mm -hmm. so it was um it, was, baseball. it wasn't as about it well it wasn't as much about him mm. it was more about his training and like what he's done in his career whereas that's kind of one of the reasons like if you look at if i, I the other interviews that i found it was all just about the game you know what i'm saying and i'm like no nah, i want to hear more about you and your coffee yeah yeah and i ordered some layered superfood but yeah, it's coming, it's coming next week. I'm excited. <laughs> I'm excited. I wanted to try that, and when he said it was good, I was like, oh, shit. Cool. I'm like, all right, I'm over. A professional yeah. endorsement. <laughs> yeah, I was over the edge. Yeah, I was the same way. A high-level athlete says, this shit's good. going to yeah. try it. <laughs> yeah, definitely getting that. Um, but now I almost want to, like, send both of them coffee, because it's like, hey, you want to try this shit now? Seriously, send <laughs> them some good shit. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Because they're both like, oh, I'll just drink kind of whatever, really. Like, mm -hmm. uh, mm. Well, I mean, oh, Oh, so that's Didn't nice. he say he was a little more snobbish about it? Yeah, he but... really likes that layered dark roast. And he says yeah. his wife's a super coffee snob. There you go. So I think we've got him. He's got him. a little more tuned I in. I think we got him. Once Once his wife sees the uh, like local roaster thing, I think he's in. Like We don't have to do much so. more for him. <laughs> but, uh, but, where um, is he again? Texas? Texas, should, yeah. Like, just send him a couple of local roasters around him and just be like, check him out. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, be like coffee yeah. consultants for pro athletes. <laughs> that's kind of what we're becoming. Because now that's a nice segue into Robert Drysdale. Yeah. We need to send some coffee. Yeah. Oh yeah. my God. And a man and like a grinder and a like French press. Um, send, send him the setup. Just like the, just like, treat yourself. Please, dude. You please. deserve this. Um, <laughs> but just like all the work that has gone into his documentary is unbelievable. Yeah. <clears throat> It's cool to hear it from him because, like, I've heard other interviews with him where he kind of goes through it, but he wasn't talking to me, mm -hmm. he wasn't talking to you, yeah. he wasn't talking to us, right? So to kind of hear that from, like, uh, this is what I did, telling you, know, like, he's telling us what he did to That's, do it. Like, I just want to know I, everything that comes out, books, movies, whatever, I always just want to know, like, what was going through the creator's mind. Yeah. And I got to talk to the creator. Yeah. I was like, oh, shit. And that was... It was funny because how he started out with the, um, just give me a cassette tape, damn it. Cassette yeah, tape yeah. never fucked up. Yeah, which is true. <laughs> which, I think there is still merit to like analog shit. You know analog's I mean? dope, dude. You know I mean? Analog takes work, but analog's exactly, dope. Exactly, it does. It you know, takes... that's what 
The funny thing is, he's talking about cassette tapes. So when I'm editing these live interviews, I have to cut a lot of shit out. Mm -hmm. I love like technical mess ups and us just like waiting on stuff. And my work with cassette tapes makes that so much easier. So making mixtapes as a kid. You understand that of, process like, literally. Ch -ch -ch -ch. Yeah. Gotta make it perfect. Ch -ch -ch. I want that time to be rich. Now yeah. it's just digitized. And now I can like do it visually, digitally. I can mess it up. Like it's you know the pressure's off. But um, there's undo buttons. <laughs> yeah, there's undo buttons. Like, but having to do that as a kid, where I would tape shit off the radio and wait for the whole song to be played with the perfect reception, no interruption, and then you know I would do like repeats on my own. If I had a song I really liked, I would just have a tape mm -hmm. and just repeat it. But you had to have two tapes to do that. Mm -hmm. So you had to get your good recording, and then you had to. And like Damn. bounce it. What a process. Oh yeah. So I remember fucking <clears throat> downloading songs off LimeWire, giving your computer like computer STDs, and then like uh, they would just be the worst quality. You have to wait like ten hours for them. They'd be the worst quality, or they'd be like in Russian or something. <laughs> That's funny. I had a I had a um, there was a streaming service called Audio Galaxy, mm. which was a community. But it was like it was a shared music. So people would just send you shit. You could just open up your line and they would just send you things. That's where I got all my electronic music back in the day. I had like hundreds of hours of like, I, I need to get this stuff off hard drives. Mm -hmm. um, but just of just music. And this, it would just pop up in my feed. And like, that was the only way to get electronica back then. Like you just they, underground. It was underground because like you couldn't buy it anywhere. Every once in a while, I'd find some CDs in some place. Wasn't that like part of a thing though, too? Like it was. A, I mean, it was like a chat room. You could yeah, like yeah. join groups, like mint people. But then like I was talking to DJs and shit. That's like weird. probably people that are really famous now that were like sending me their shit. Yeah. You know? And then yeah. I did, then I then I would take my laptop, like my heavy ass, like fifteen thick pound lap, thick laptop. It had great speakers though. I'd take it to class. And I would play music for the sparring class. And everyone was so freakishly impressed. They were all digital. That's wild. <laughs> That's it was, wild. It was crazy. Now it's like I have 300 songs downloaded directly into my brain, motherfucker. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah, but, all right, so starting Drysdale like that, I thought was really funny because he was instantly human. Yeah. Yeah, like, yeah. He's this legend to us. I know, but then he's and, very much so. It's like... One of the one of the guys quickly. He's just just instantly like a guy, and then the whole like traveling hotel thing. Like we all have had that. Yeah. You know, which that was funny. Yes. Yeah. Which yeah. is, I think, the martial artist, you know, plight. Right? The competitor's plight yeah, of like, yeah. if you're a combat sport and you compete, like, this has happened to you many times. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And that's that's a direct connection. So like instantly, mm -hmm. yeah. Oh yeah. dang, this is awesome. Um, and that made the the rest of everything go way smoother it like, really did because i remember <clears throat> chatting with a friend yeah yeah and he's just very very forthcoming with information and mm -hmm. you know and yet the most intense yet the most relaxed yeah yeah he's just like, like a high achieving person you know what i mean and yeah like he was also like very chill he was super chill but he was super fucking into it mm -hmm. <laughs> it was, but it's very cool very was, interesting conversation i learned a lot from that one too i did too like not as much about training like directly like with Steven, like, we had to learn about his life a little bit, but then, like, we were really asking, like, specific training things, mm -hmm. and it was cool. We got a lot of personality. We were having a conversation, but with Drysdale, the difference was, um, like, it was just him as a guy, mm -hmm. like, this person. Yeah. Like, that was, for me, that was really weird, because I feel like I should have connected with the Taekwondo guy better than the Jiu-Jitsu guy, but yeah, I think I 
But the jujitsu guy was like more of just a hangout conversation thing. I was like, what the fuck? Yeah. It's weird. <laughs> I know the Taekwondo guy a little bit more. But Do you uh, think that's like a rank-like? No, it's a culture. Culture thing? It's a cultural thing of um, Taekwondo's like super fucking formal. Uh-huh. Even that's, on the, yeah, even yeah, on the sport end. It's, it's a whole difference between Korean and Brazilian. Yep. Of what the Americans absorbed of both. Oh, so um, Korean super formal. There's rank. There's always a gap. You know, even with your friends, if they if you won more than them or they won more than you, the gap's still there. Yeah. And so I was trying to break down the gap as far as with Stephen goes, but like he's also I mean he's been in the Olympics and shit. He's done a billion interviews. Right. He, has, he has a format. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and he's the nicest guy in the world, but there's still, it's, you know, the Taekwondo thing provides the separation. So it's like when Drysdale was talking about how judo plays it, mm-hmm. of that there's a rank thing, and they put it in there, and he's like, oh, I realize why it's there now. That's always been there in Taekwondo, and it's been twisted into Master Syndrome. So Stephen doesn't have Master Syndrome. He's a nice guy. He's a good human. But the gap remains. Mm-hmm. So he's like, how to do the gap, but still be cool about it. Mm-hmm. Which is another thing he kind of brought back around, which is very cool. Because yeah. the coach he's talking about that told him he was worthless. I know who the fuck that guy is. <laughs> okay. So, I, know who, I know that. I know who he is. Yeah. And uh, yeah, we, no one really likes that guy. Um, <laughs> but um, uh, okay. So, but then Drysdale on the flip side, who that's, I think, new to him of because the conversation started out the way that it did because we've had sort of interactions here and there on instagram we're just people to him Mm -hmm. we're not his students you know we're just just guys well that and like we had common ground but we both had interest in like a different thing which was his documentary and book Mm. like you know what i mean Mm -hmm. we had common interest in something and then another thing as well it's like newer that he still has like fresh passion for Ah, you know what i mean like i mean i imagine if i just talked about him doing jujitsu and training blah blah blah, it'd be like a formatted interview and like he's like yeah i've been there we've done that but now he has like a different project to be i got you yeah you know what i mean Mm -hmm. so he has like his kind of new passion to kind of share with us and like his re-invoked uh, passion for history and stuff so yeah I think that um, helped I know as a I was trying to keep it a little fresh because we are definitely not the first to interview him about that right there's been quite a few others yeah. I just wanted to wait till we finished the book yeah yeah and um, so I like that I think we took it in a much different direction than other people have yeah well it also helped that I asked top three like favorite people and I get shared one. I was like, oh fuck. He said he liked the Yuki Nakai interview probably in his top three. And I was like, that was definitely in my top three. So we had yeah, that. Yeah, sure. And then we kind of had that because then we could fanboy on Yuki Nakai and exactly. like, do the legend of it. Yeah. Um, so that was very cool. Mm-hmm. It just, yeah, it's kind of seemed to be on the same page. Like, <laughs> very much so with both those interviews. I felt like there was like a page we were on together. Mm-hmm. So like, yeah, with the Stephen Lim interview, when, when I asked him about um, the Olympics, He's like, yeah, thanks for not grilling me on the whole team switching thing. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I get it. Right. Yeah. You know, <laughs> I get I it. Like, <laughs> but that comes with your experience. Yeah. 20 years ago, I'd have been pissed at you. Mm-hmm. Now I'm like, but that comes, dude, I'll take it too. <laughs> but you also did it enough service to give the layman who knows nothing a glimpse into that A glimpse process. into that world, yeah. To know and that it's happened. To know yeah. that it's happened, to know that it's happened for a good reason. 
that it's not like a weird it's, thing. It's not a weird thing. It's not a bad thing to mm -hmm. switch. It's okay. And then he really like really appreciated that that we like just it was a question. Yeah. And not like a interrogation. Yeah, I think that helps again. It's like even uh, even though I come from the less formal or per se a Brazilian background, you know what I mean? Like I still have a respect that he's a high level athlete, that he's achieved a lot in a sport, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. That he's achieved a lot in a formal sport. Mm -hmm. So I'm not going to just be like, hey, like, what's the fuck? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Well, that's why I asked the questions about emotionally, how do you handle the fact that Taekwondo's not cool anymore? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm busting into the snow angel. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. And, um, I forgot it was really good. That was, yeah, that was, that was nice. I'm making that again. Yeah. But, um, yeah, that's, I mean, I emotionally struggle with that and mm -hmm. I wasn't, I wasn't, like, that's why I said, like, my ego held on to that whole like but i need to use it to whoop people's ass right. like thing you know like i wasn't necessarily mature enough to move on and just be like all right focus on the sport mm -hmm. i like everything too much you know right. what i'm saying yeah and so i'm a product of my era he's just a, just a bit younger than me so and he was um a lot more focused he wasn't like he probably didn't grow up in a college town where he had to fight people and mm -hmm. shit and are like you know everyone's coming at you in high school I'm like, all right, other martial arts exist. Right. I must break them. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it was also cool that he said if there was another martial art that he would do, it was jujitsu. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and I got to sell yeah. him on it. Yes. But that was fun too because I got to kind of have my experience of this is going to be similar and here's what's going to happen because I guarantee you that's what's going to happen. And I think you were able to be like, hey, you should do it. You should like, do it. It's great. It's great. You know, you're like, I dip my toe and I'm full on. Yeah. <laughs> I left some surprises for him though. It's going to be so informal, it's going to completely fuck with his brain. Probably. Oh, it messed me I'm up sure a long time. Especially fuck coming me. into me. Like, <laughs> yeah. I, it was a, by that time, I had, I'd been eased into it. It was just refreshing. Yeah. But if you would have caught me as like, you know, like in my heyday, and I like, like what go, the fuck is this? like what the fuck what is yeah yeah that would have been weird so that's gonna that's that's what I left that's funny <laughs> yeah. but then Drysdale of how he was like kind of the opposite he was like I'm trying to be more formal I'm trying to establish sort of rank and like motherfucker I've been doing this for 23 years really, god damn it we're not the I same I did like his ex explanation of the aloofness of an instructor. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Or the, sort of the demanded aloofness. Like, yeah. he was like, I hang out with people all the time, blah, blah, blah. It's a problem, you know? But I like that he explained how he learned it. Right. Because you never, you never get that yeah. from the aloof instructor. They're just not there. Mm -hmm. They don't tell you that, like, 10 years ago, I made a mistake. Yeah. Um. Like, there's a lot of reasons why I, do, why I walk on the mat the way I do and the, the pattern that I do. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. And he kind of, he told us the pattern. So that was like an inside baseball training secret. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Of I used to hang out with everybody and then shit got weird. Yep. And, uh, and then been he's there. like, yeah. Yeah. And we've, we've been there. We've both been in the game long enough that we've been there. Yeah. Like, we've seen what happens. Yeah. And as we both, ah. <sighs> Drift off for a moment, sadness. There's <laughs> like a certain amount that's okay, like before and after class, chit chat, you know, like mm -hmm. around occasions, you know, like yeah, like my birthday, I, like we do our, you know, mm -hmm. thing, like on occasions, oh. but it's not like every weekend running out doing, you know what I mean? You're getting older now, though, so that's going to change. Because mm -hmm. like when you were 24, you were like a child to us. Yeah, I know. Yay! I know. I know. I know. It's like he made it. <laughs> And now you know it's just like whatever the closer you get like once you, especially once you're in your 30s like you're going to be like 
Woman Dashifu. Da 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 da. My my uh, my great teacher. It's a song. My daughter loves it. It's hilarious. And they're gonna be like celebrating their master. Yay! <laughs> I just want some soup. <laughs> just want some soup with some noodles, damn it, damn it. Yep. Come on. Just want some soup and maybe some chicken. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> that's the thing. That's what I like. It's just like the community part. Like mm-hmm. Just community. That's good today. That's very good. I haven't mm. had it in a while either, so like it's nice. I intentionally didn't put any sugar or anything in it so that when you have it after the... like it's good balance. The, the balance is out. Yeah. Good bitter kind of dessert balance. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Feels nice in the mouth. Very. Yes, yeah, no angel. I only had one in that cup mm. before this. I'm still kind of waking up. Because I've been sleeping hard this week. Yeah. Hard sleeping's good. Yeah. But, yeah, this has been so much to download. And I love that I could contrast the two. Because it brought my two worlds together. Yeah. And you could, I could see the formality and the informality and the switch of the two. Like, that's something that's been bum, bum, uh, bumbling around in my head. You know, the middle way, right? Like, <laughs> find the middle path Truthfully. between the two. That's a really good interviews to have tandem with each other because mm-hmm. it'll be like listen they're also yeah. guys that are both trying to find the middle path but from opposite directions right yeah yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? yeah. <laughs> and then here i am right in the middle like what's up y'all yeah yeah you found they're, me they're soaring up at this level <laughs> you know? That's true. I'm, I'm the guy that needs to be wearing pants in the snow i'm just in the robe sitting on the mountain like finally you make it yeah but i think that's what martial arts also have in common. Martial artists have in common. We're all a little bit weirdo, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That's just, and then like everyone's a nerd about something and whatnot. So we're like, fight nerds, man. Yeah, we just we're like all fight nerds. And it's like even if it's like a goofy like kung fu movie thing, it, it's still like holds. And even he mentions that in his book is like the, it's been romanticized. And it's, it's been so been, romanticized that it's uh... that he's like some of this just isn't true. Like as even. No matter what, your brain will make it true on like the mat, you know, yeah, but it's, uh, it's not really how it is or was or whatever. Yeah. And how I like how um, with Drysdale before the Hoist Gracie interview, he was like, basically was like, don't meet your heroes yeah. because they're human yep. and you may be disappointed by this. That's <laughs> what I wasn't disappointed by. That's exactly what I wasn't disappointed <laughs> I was like, by. Yes. I- you know what I mean? I was hyped that he was human. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But I think that's also an experience thing. Mm-hmm. We've talked about that in the past of like, at some point when, in my training when I was, when I was good, I didn't, not good tournament wise, I could never come through, but when I was good enough to train and hang with the big boys, with all the world class guys, oh, I suddenly realized they were human. Yeah. They weren't special. They were just consistent. Yep. And it made me like realize I could do it. Mm-hmm. Just be consistent. Yeah, and then to kind of bring that through now to that's the past, and then, you know, me and Drysdale are around the same age. Of um, I think he's a little bit older than me. But um, now we've both sort of gone through that. And now I can look at that guy as human, but then still be excited that he's acting that way. Mm-hmm. And so it's not disappointment anymore. Yeah. Because I know I've definitely had that experience where I've had people up on a pedestal and I've wanted them to be something, and then I meet them and get to know them, and I'm like, well, fuck. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> it's just yeah it was just really interesting to see how deep their rabbit hole goes with they're in the game still they didn't you know what i mean they didn't like walk away from it or anything and mm-hmm. um how it developed and how it developed into other projects or stayed on certain paths uh, you know, so. yeah and um i like the uh there's lots of parallels between the two interviews now that i keep thinking about it but the development of sport 
of sports, there's just a way they develop and they sort of, it's almost like a virus where it, it mutates toward the mean so it doesn't kill as many people so it can stay alive. Mm-hmm. Of combat sports seem to do that as well. Of Their death match is in the beginning and then they mutate toward the mean and if you were in the deathmatch era, you're like, this is bullshit. Yeah. But if you're not, it's like, technically, technical brilliance. Mm-hmm. You know. It's like uh, an early mentality thing. Like, which road are you going to take? Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, and this sustainable road mm-hmm. is actually the not quite as tough road. Right. You know, and that's the 30-year career. Mm-hmm. You know. Which is what I've learned. <laughs> which is what I've learned too late. Oh, well. But, um... Mm. But yeah, that's why like I asked the Olympics question to uh, Drysdale because that was cool because we got to we got to answer on that end too. Yeah, and I kind of knew how it was gonna go, but I just wanted his viewpoint on it. Like, yeah, I mean, he's been in, he's he's in it deeper. You know? And like, and that's the thing. Like, I have my own opinions on what uh, that is and how uh, it would be. But like, again, just wanted his. I mean, <laughs> I very much agree with him. Yeah, and I like that. Like when Stephen Landon broke down the sort of you know the universality of you know. It needs to be cheap to compete. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone can do it. I thought that was a really interesting look that I never thought about. Really, cause I, yeah. Yeah, that's because that's, I, I know a lot of people don't think about that. Mm-hmm. And I got to see it happen. Yeah. I, got to get, I got to get see people get priced out of it. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. 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 And um, so it was cool to have like both those ends. And then you kind of like, now you kind of know why I don't want jiu-jitsu to be in the Olympics. Because mm-hmm. it already ruined one of my favorite things. Right. <laughs> it doesn't need to ruin the other. Right. <laughs> you know? It's so weird. Yeah, like that was my because that was just my parallel between the two. I was like, we had someone explaining a lot of stuff between the Olympics and just all that, and then yeah, someone who's in it, someone whose sport may may could be you know, it's in the conversation. You know, people always wonder, like, Mm -hmm. it's in enough YouTube comments that it's you know, relevant. Well, people that wonder don't know the system, Mm -hmm. they don't actually understand how. Like that, you need national governing bodies and national teams. And this whole, you know, team shit where you're right. like loyal to some that has to go away. Right. One hundred percent has to be gone and has to be. Now you're on your national team in your country. There is no more like, dude from Canada goes and wins Brazilian nationals. Right. Right. Like that's done. Yeah. Yeah. Very hey, true. sorry. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so it um, it could happen. But it's going to be a completely different style of, it's going to be, like, because all this other stuff's not going away. Right. Unless, yeah, that's the thing. That's the thing. Other, or or it happens like judo does, and judo ate everything. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's what would have to happen. That's right. the end. I hope that doesn't mm, I don't want that to happen <laughs> either, because, like, yeah, judo's finally coming out of that. I thought it was cool that he broke down, like, fight to win was probably the only profitable model. <laughs> that was neat how he broke that down of how, though. Yeah. That's like, I was, oh, shit, he's right. I was like, damn, because I don't, I didn't know how the other ones worked. Mm-hmm. I, had, I thought like some of that. I was like, oh, probably just super rich dude that wants to do this. And he was like, no, it is a super rich dude that wants to do this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know, and then fight the wind being like how its model works. It was really cool. You know, that was neat. Always love inside looks of someone more experienced than me. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Someone that knows how things worked and has experienced it. Mm-hmm. And, can, then can break it down with you, like in a normal way, like mm-hmm. you're just having a conversation. Yep. That was really sweet. Then the coffee hit hard on both days, so like, <sighs> dude, uh, I hope my jitteriness didn't come through in my talking. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> like hey, we're, fucking we're, cool. Yeah, 
I was a little hyped on the on the Steven interview. A little bit. I had to turn myself down a little bit sometimes. I was real hyped on the drives. But then the drives, like, yeah. Flex the whole time. I was like, control. You're but breathing. That, Keep breathing. Here's another odd thing about that. Okay, so Steven interview, super relaxed. I think we both were. Mm-hmm. Yet he's the more formal dude. Sure. Drysdale interview, we both leaned in the whole fucking time. Yeah. <laughs> but yet he's the more relaxed, less formal guy. He's the less formal guy, but he was more intense. It was weird. What do you think that is? I don't know what that was, man. I don't know what that was. What just, yeah, it was funny how the the difference between the two, where it should have been flipped. Right. On paper, it should have been completely flipped, but it wasn't, which I find very humorous. I didn't have as much input with the Stephen Lambert interview. Maybe that was. You just just hung back and listened, yeah. Because I. Because I had thought about it all ahead of time, and like I've had plenty of conversations with the guy. Mm -hmm. So, um,. It wasn't, um, I, I was pretty prepared. Like, I didn't really have to do much. I just wanted to, you know, try to find some old videos of his game so I could just make the back leg, front leg comment a little more intelligently. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, that's, um, that was pretty easy for me. But, um, yeah, it was weird. It was weird that that one was so relaxed that the Drysdale was so intense. And, I don't know, yeah, my favorite part of the Drysdale interview, though, was that he... He did, in fact, work at Chicago in 2008. Yeah, yeah. That was him. Yeah. He didn't know whatever you... That was so sweet. He's like, yeah, that was probably me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I did have to have my fangirl moments. Because like, I was just watching his video of him choking Marcella and blah, blah, blah. And like, that was such a cool way to open it, though, to have very, very specific moments. Because mm-hmm. like, I knew about those, too, but I hadn't thought about it. I was so focused on the book. And that you were like... No, let's not get to the book yet. And I need to have my fan moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I was like, I need people to know why this is cool. Why this me. is so sweet. <laughs> this is, I'm going to have my moment and no one's going to fucking ruin it for me. <laughs> yeah. And I really liked that. As it, it, it comes off really well um, as an interview, but it also, like, it was a nice, it was a different way in. Mm hmm. You know, and it wasn't like a real formal way, and you were just like, "Remember this, man? Yeah, when you did like, this, this like, I was just like, "How'd you feel?" <laughs> <laughs> he's like, "I felt sweaty." I don't yeah, know. he's like, "It was pretty dope. It was fun." <laughs> but yeah, um, it was just so. Yeah, I, I guess I felt I didn't have anything to say as much with Stephen Landon, but then like. Uh, you seemed really intently listening. Though. I was listening because like, like, you were like, because mm, I like knew taking it everything in. was gold. You know what I mean? Yeah. Without knowing, without you know what I mean? Without mm-hmm. really knowing, it's yeah. like I can come, I can come back to it as someone who knows nothing, take notes about it. Yeah, so, you took in what you what you could. You didn't try to take in too much. You yeah. didn't try to like understand uh, yeah. what I like understand the difference between the front leg and the back leg and all that shit. Uh, and like particularly yeah. like you guys know more about strength and conditioning than I I'm not gonna try and tune in and be like, hmm, this fucking thing like Yeah. That was funny for me because you know I have that problem where I go in student mode and then mm-hmm. I know nothing. Mm-hmm. And Steven was kinda of talking to me like that. Mm-hmm. I'm like, wait motherfucker, I know more than you do. Um yeah, I've been doing this longer. Degree, shit. Bro. Um come on man. Turn it back up. Yeah. <laughs> so that's why I'm just kinda like I know enough to learn from it, you know what I mean? To mm-hmm. like wedge into the subject, yeah. and at least absorb what I can. Now, I kind of did that with the Drysdale interview. Mm-hmm. Of, I was like, you're in the driver's seat. I'm listening. Like, I'm glad I didn't fucking blank. <laughs> uh, you wrote it all down. You were oh, ready. God, like, yeah. yeah, I had a, a couple 
Those were really mostly for the book. The other stuff was just me, like, kind of like, ha, ha. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, neat. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I just tried to kind of fill in your gaps a little bit. Like, if you were, like, if you if you stopped, I was like, all right, this is I know. I got this thing. Yeah, yeah, no, But then no. otherwise, I was just listening. I was like, dude, this is amazing. <laughs> yeah, it was just. So I got like that we got to both kind of have either side of the experience. Yeah. Or back to back like that. I'm glad listeners kind of get to see two really in-depth, high-level views of it. Yeah, Hopefully. of very opposite things. <laughs> very opposite things, right back to back. Back, but like contrast. very similar guys. Yep. Yeah. And in terms of like achievement, like very high level sports, high yeah. level everything, high level sport. Like yeah, like so there was enough similarities and differences that it it it'll be it's really neat. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Very neat bracket of interviews. Mm -hmm. It's um, it's got us off on a on a thing. I feel like we've jumped into new territory now. I mean, I'm, I'm I excited. Wrote, I, I don't know, it'll always be a fond memory. I know that. Like, mm -hmm. Yeah, regardless, it made everything worth it. Just like Sean's interview was kind of like our first really neat, like... Sean, you know, I was thinking about it in comparison to Sean's interview where I thought Sean was your friend. Uh, I didn't realize that you didn't really know him. <laughs> you just not, kind of trained with him a little bit here and there. Not that much, yeah, like at the time. Like, and um, <clears throat> I also didn't, like, I, I didn't know who Sean was at all. Mm -hmm. And that he's like... He's just a big deal. Like, he's mm -hmm. huge. Like, that dude's been around, done everything, mm -hmm. knows all kinds of cool shit. But he's just so cool about it. Mm -hmm. Like, you don't even know. Yeah. And so it, it put that in a different perspective, too. Of I was excited about that interview, but probably not as excited as I should have been. Yeah, like, uh, and it's hard. I didn't want to walk you into it and be like, hey, he was in UFC, this too, guy, by the this way. This guy, this guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. hey, and then you're like, oh, fuck. And like, <laughs> yeah. You know, so I was like, all right, it's going to fly. Um but I thought that was great too. But that was also like earlier in my like comfort of asking people questions. I'd like to have them on again. Yeah. Now that we're better at have it. Another one. Yeah. Yeah. That was a, that was our first travel experiment. That was for like, that was before seminar or after seminar or something. Yeah. Just been that in the yoga room, like yeah. just chilling. Yeah. Like that was the first time we like that. That answered a lot of questions for me on a technical end of, can I put this on the road and have it mm -hmm. be decent? You know, but I had to, that was inventing all that right then and there. Right. Uh, so that was cool. But yeah, it put that, put that interview in a different light. And like, now I'm like, well, neat. Mm -hmm. This all started at my kitchen table and we've kind of like, now we're upstairs. <laughs> now we're upstairs. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're upstairs. Fucking great. <laughs> uh, and you know, this time next year, we'll probably be back downstairs. Yep. But um, in like a much nicer spot. And a, and a wild training facility. <laughs> oh, dude, I've been dreaming about it. It's going to be so nice. Um, uh, I recently just took another private with Sean and we talked about breaking mechanics of like mm -hmm. heel hook straights, yeah. leg locks in general. Um, yeah, I just, I just learned really well from him. It's just, I don't know what he has a direct line to my brain. Yeah, man. It's like, just. The thought processes line up. He, yeah, and he's conceptual. He's just like, this can work from here, 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 here. <laughs> Here's why. Yeah, exactly. And then like, just do it. Why. Just try. <laughs> okay. And then take what you like. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, I like that. Um, but now it's also like, this is a didn't I didn't think about it this way, but like it's another way to like. Hey, hey, Robert Drysdale, come do like a seminar and like hang out and stuff. You know what I mean? Like, like yeah, if he ever comes to town, he's coming over and we well, have an, an affiliation in Cleveland, I think. Oh, really? Or like around the area. Nice, so nice. like I believe he comes. So like if he's like, hey, I'm coming down. So like, yeah, nearby. come, please, God. Like that'd be sweet. Yeah, come hang out. 
Yeah, like I want this all to happen after I move into my new joint because then I can entertain. Right. You know what oh, I'm saying? Because yeah. like, my place, like, my place is amazing. Like now. Yeah. But it's about to get so much better. It's to be next <sighs> level. Now I'm in the middle of like preparing to move, so it's just stuff. Mm-hmm. But um, oh, yeah. So, you know, it's funny. It brings up another thing of like, this has bumped up the future for me. Being about the future has been very tough for me lately. Of I've uh, been like lamenting about what the past and like what I'm losing, and um, it's now bumped me into like a future bracket of what am I gaining? Yeah, what am I gaining? What's like, happening? What shit, I'm about to. Are there? I'm about to live in a home. I want to show off to people. Ooh, your her- your hermit, your shedding hermit, hermit fame. You're, shared, you're yeah. shedding your shell, bro. <laughs> yeah, my hermit phase is like ending. I'm like, man, are people gonna be coming to my fucking house all the time now? Shit, but like. Yeah, but then I'm like, I don't mind it now. Mm-hmm. Oh, it'd be cool. I'll get that motherfucker to build me something. If he comes out, <laughs> put you to work. You know, make me a patio. I don't know. Yeah, but, um, but uh, yeah, it's this is, is served as a jump to like, really to the next phase of my life. Uh, as my kid gets older, I'm learning that, like, oh, fuck, I gotta be, you know, I've reached the pinnacle of Papa. And so everything's sort of a step down from that, but I'm finding ways to be emotionally okay with it. Of all right, I got meaningful shit to do. Mm-hmm. Is it as meaningful? No, nothing I think will ever be as meaningful as as Papa. Raising a child, yeah. But is it fulfilling? Can I wake up and live with it and not just be devastated? Yes, hundred yeah. 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 percent. Can I live this not miserably? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. 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 Which, yeah. So this is... uh, And that's like a different... You have a different path. You know what I mean? You've had a different path from the beginning. mm Mm-hmm. And then I think that's a really good example of like... You don't have to be the child phenom or, you know, you can start anything at whenever, at whatever stage, like... You know, mm-hmm. 10 years ago, you weren't like, oh, I'm going to be a podcast host and, like, have training facilities. And, yeah. You know what I mean? 10 years ago, what the fuck's a podcast? Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but, yeah, like you said, you've it's the, the process has been you lamenting for, like, probably, I imagine, a couple of years now, really. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. like, fuck, this is good, like, kind of looming. And now it's like, uh, it's not that bad. You got some light at the end of the tunnel. There's some shit there, you know? Yeah. You're, you're, you know, you're walking across the, yeah. the unstable bridge, but it's... There. Yeah, but I had to create the destination. Yeah, of that was always the thing. Is I'm I'm bad at starting. I'm a bad starter. Once I get going, I'm, I'm, I'm a good fucking, starter. I'm like, that's fucking yeah, try. <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm shitty at getting started, but like once I once I get going, I'm cool. And so like this has all been like me getting started. Yeah, and now I'm like it's a documented process too. Very much so. Like I don't want to go back and listen to. But yeah, I know that's. <laughs> I'm like glad it's documented, but I'm also like I'm not gonna listen to it, and I don't think you should either. But Jesus, like it's glad it's there, kind of like yeah. glad the, the stepping stones are there. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm glad it's uh, you know it's there, and like if I need to go back and listen to a hundred hours of whatever, right. um yeah, okay, okay, because yeah. then it's like oh yeah, that's where that started. Neat, okay. <laughs> well, that's the thing we've kept pretty good tabs of like and bookmarks on like some thing, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Kind of moments. Uh, um. Even if through that documentation, just even like Instagram, like used a little phrase or like used the thing. That's know, true. You know, it's, or just like the evolution there. of the pictures on Instagram has yeah. been funny. Of like, what that turns into. I have a goofy idea for 
a Drysdale like promotional photo I'll show you. Nice. Okay. But, <laughs> um, yeah, it's just been we're coming up on a hundred episodes. Like we're at nine. This whoever, whatever it is, this one it's gonna we're playing with. We're playing with our numbering. We're yeah. deciding on what <laughs> ends up where. Right. So we might have to meet and make a couple more episodes. I don't know. Yeah. But. <laughs> but yeah, how we're placing things, it'll shake out how it does. But like, it's a milestone. It is. But it's also, it's been sometimes a vehicle through like the weird shit. True. But then also like, uh, uh, it's like it's now it's like uh, it's given back to us. You know what I mean? It was like mm-hmm. it was something a little bit. We didn't know. It was uncertain. Everything was super uncertain. We didn't know, but it was kind of carrying us through. And now it's like we—it's opening up into a, a more prosperous thing. And like it's more, becoming something not more certain. Nothing certain, but like something no. that again, like you said, you live non-miserably. <laughs> yeah, enjoy it. Dare, yeah, dare we say we enjoy something? You know, I know. That's what I—I I struggle with that as it like what I'm doing now because mm-hmm. I really enjoy it and I like it and I kind of make my own schedule and blah 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 and I can sit there and brag about it and then 99% of people would be like fuck off you son of a bitch because like yeah very people are able to be happy yeah, for others right yeah, I'm happy for you <laughs> for oh yeah just yeah, personally yeah. like but like yeah. I'm not sitting there like ah oh, I can do it because like I have other challenges and stuff but like mm-hmm. um, I'm very content I like my job and I like my st- I like doing the stuff that I like to do in almost every regard it took a lot of work to get there, mm-hmm. and I'm protecting that in a lot of ways. Um, I think a lot of I think people should go through that process more. It's true, but to all right, so go through the process. Mm-hmm. Lots of people start the process and stop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they yeah. don't they don't continue through. They hit the first barrier and, and they're done. Happens. Yeah, whereas you've actually gone through it, you know, and you kept going like. You know, there was a point with the podcast where I was, I thought we were done. Mm-hmm. There's, yeah. And in the beginning, we we're kind of like, like bumpy, bumpy, like start. Like, fuck, I don't know. And I guess we just, we just kept showing up. Just kind of kept showing up. I kept, I kept reminding myself of that. And we kept reminding each other, I think, of just like, keep showing up. You'll eventually stop sucking. Come on, man. Yeah. Um, and now, yeah. like, even small things, like, obviously big things, like interviewing huge people, but, like, people talk to me about it. Like, and people come up to me and talk to me about it. Yeah. Not on, like, the street or anything. But, yeah, but, I mean, people uh, that you know or train yeah, yeah, with. Yeah, you know, yeah like, exactly. Like, train with, they're like, oh, I heard this. You know. Or, like, what's this? Or, you know. Mm-hmm. And I'm so still... It's not just you and me. Yeah. Anymore. It's not just us anymore, which is it's, it's weird in itself, and that's not a thing I really want to think about. Well, even on the back end, it's not just you and me anymore. Like Brandon's involved. Brandon's you know, like involved. Lot, and the scope is bigger. Brandon compliments us, and it still weirds me out. But um, he's like, "I like this thing." What you said? And I'm like, he sent me a really cool blip, and I was like, "Who the fuck said that?" And he's like, "You did." I was like, "Holy shit! What that's the hell? Cool. Like, <laughs> what do you mean?" I was like, Nuh-uh. Yeah. I was like, "Where'd you pull that from?" <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, that's that's funny, dude. So, I, yeah, I think we gotta give ourselves a little more, a little more props here and there. Yeah. Just, mm. I don't know, I've seen other people start podcasts and stuff, and I'm like, "Fuck yeah, dude! Just keep going, like, just do it." Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, but it's um, Even if it's about like nothing, I don't know, kitchen knives, just fucking talk about them if you like that. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's like you know, where Stephen Lambden, like how he said that um, he simplified his training. It's not that it's 
easy. It's still very difficult, but it's super regimented. It's simple. It's just, it's not hard to get to. He made it everything easy to get to, right? Mm -hmm. And podcasting is very much that way, is that, well, we've done that. We made it easy to do. It was like, it was, you know, up and down to figure that out. But we kind of hit a stride where it's just like, hit play. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah. Go. And so we've worked through the process that, you know, we we went through it to get to that. It was like stupidly. Just out of ignorance because but it's like, kind of always stupidly yeah. with anything isn't it's it it's like that's like, why you might as well just fucking do it because mm-hmm. like you're gonna fuck it up anyway mm-hmm. like i was in a few podcast groups or whatever on facebook just to see what people are doing um some people just like dump a ton of money into it on the front end like thousands of dollars and like bribing advertisers and like all sorts of shit and like we and then they're like done after eight episodes or something and i'm like what the fuck i'm like, like we literally got all this off the clearance rack yeah like, <laughs> like, probably like 200 bucks and all this shit like, you know, like here and there like yeah. um but like and then, uh, that's the thing there was a mix of people like us that were just like grassroots just like i oh, do it on your iphone motherfucker figure it out people that were like buying like professional setups and like all this stuff and i've resisted again, that hard the professional setup thing. Yeah, done after seven episodes. But it's like, we didn't even know what to do for the first 50. Like, <laughs> like I think that's actually realistic. The first 50 episodes is just us fucking around. Yeah, like, 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 get 50 down, get 100 down. Then you probably hit a groove, maybe. I don't know. Maybe, I don't know. I feel like we do have a style now. That I think it's the same style we've always had. But we ease into but, it a little bit so more. Like, and lots of things. Like I listen to other podcasts to like check out formatting, production stuff, like what mm-hmm. the fucker is talking about, like yeah, yeah. what they're doing um, on top of just enjoying listening to other podcasts. But like, no, agreed, yeah. Most of them that are getting received positively are just like authentic conversation and like not like lower production, <laughs> not lower production value, but just like lower editing, not a ton of video, you know, some, but like. Yeah, production value is a lot easier now than it used to be it's a lot more available everything yeah it's much more available we like a lower level we sound really good with this little voice recorder and these mics but like you could just do it in a quiet room with your iphone like go Mm -hmm. in your closet with a lot of clothes where it's like not getting a lot of like echoey shit yeah your iphone and just talk about stuff yeah like like (laughs) recording equipment is so much more available like iphones can do the trick now i mean iphones you can pretty much do like film and audio because you got to figure if this with the earbuds and the the mic the microphone like the earbud microphone that comes with your iphone all our live episodes were done on that Mm -hmm. and they sound fine they sound really good yep like, and like well, you can like, do that. You can't control what other people are using, and like other people's probably just using their mic on their laptop, or like maybe yeah. a little bit of an auxiliary. And most of the time, that sounds awesome. Though. Yeah, it sounds fine. That's freaking great. And people are like, I want it to sound like Joe Rogan podcast, or like something that has like sound dialed in perfectly and high level production. <laughs> like, it's like, don't. do you have Jamie? Yeah. yeah no, exactly. then it's not going to sound. <laughs> I don't have young Jamie, so it's not going to work. Um, but the, again, like another podcast may have like, as long as like you're just, put, he's talking about nothing, but it's kind of funny or compelling and he just kind of, sh- you know, shoots the shit with his producer friend and that's it. Like That's all that is. Yeah. It's just, he just did it first. Yep. And like, he went through this whole process when no one was looking, you know, and then he got to that and he's like, you know, I've invested and have companies and I'm a millionaire now and 
I just exactly. want a cool gym in my basement and make a podcast, which isn't that what we all want anyway. Um, <laughs> that and then like, I think quarantine showed that, like really showed like this could happen again. I want to have my shit where I want it, like, or, you know, have the ability to make money and my, was, you know what I mean? Yeah. As I've said in the past, it was incredibly vindicating for me mm -hmm. um, <laughs> that all my shit was in place. Oh! Mm -hmm. but, um, uh, but yeah, but like now the world thinks that way, which is so neat. Because it changes everybody's mentality. Now it's like, I wonder what that'll do to, like, com not commercial gyms, but, like, full-on brick-and-mortar gyms. Because I feel like you're going to see more, like, speakeasy basement mat migration. I think so. Which has always happened, I think. Which is always before. a thing. But I think it'll get better, like, the speakeasy end of it. But for me, you know, when the whole quarantine thing was happening, I was very adamant about, like, I'm going to keep paying my monthly fee even though I'm not going to show up for three months. Because mm -hmm. I want my gym to be there when I get back. Yep. So, I know I... My experience is different than everybody else's, but for me, I'm like... I appreciate my gym. I want it to be there. I think, yeah. I, I appreciate being able to go that. there. It, I, and I hope I hope that it has reinforced that 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 peop, it put it into a different light of be really really grateful that you got a high level instructor and this great facility to train at and this group of humans whether you're super connected to them or not like I haven't trained much in the past year so I'm not really friends with my training partners right that's okay though but that's okay because it's still awesome high level training good shit. And it's a great place, and it's a wonderful environment. My kid loves it. And it's like, no, you don't have to go there every day. Would I like to? Um, not anymore. Yeah, yeah. Not no. anymore. No, there was a time, yeah, when I was at the gym every day, all day. And now I'm like, no, most of the stuff I can do at home. Mm -hmm. And But when I do go there, I love it. And it has a, it has a, a realistic place in my heart. And I appreciate that it's there. And that's what I hope happens. I think it just like, with like even like the speakeasy style, it just makes things more available. So it's going to make things more widespread that, with the support of your gym. You know what I mean? Yeah, that the speakeasy is your auxiliary training. You don't have to like arrange the open mat anymore exactly. or try to get in before class. It's like, like, oh, I'll just go to just like come to my house. Johnny's house yeah, on yeah. Thursday night and yeah. we'll train for an hour and be done. You know what I mean? And that's it. And you don't have to go and like start costing the gym overhead with you know lights and mm -hmm. heating you, know you don't I mean? have to have a key or come in early or any of that crap or arrange yeah. like can i have this chunk of the mat man yeah like and no then you have it at your house yeah and but it also just proves like information is information mm -hmm. but then the ability to practice the information of rolling with your friends is beneficial you don't have to be very specifically with the black belt going through the thing remember what you can and practice it because guess what that's how everyone gets good it's just quality reps of what you can absorb. Cool, you did five things wrong. Guess what? You did four things right. And Those you were having fun with And friends. you were having a good time. You got better. It was worth it. Then you can go back to the gym and be better and get more out of it. And bam. Good to go. Mm-hmm. It's like that, that, yeah. And that's sort of, I don't know. Really brings back to that, like the hierarchy thing. It's like why, why that's there to make that happen. Oh, that's an interesting thought of like, yeah, to perpetuate that. It perpetuates cycle. the it perpetuates the healthy hierarchy mm -hmm. of the gym kind of being the top of the hierarchy. Yeah. Okay. You know what I mean. But then it being okay to practice outside of the gym. Yeah. 
Yeah. Like, I don't care if people go and do other stuff. I go other places and do yeah. other stuff. Like, other stuff yeah. <laughs> it would be hypocritical of me to be like, no. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll go wherever there's mats. Like, I don't give a shit. Mm-hmm. You know, and I've taught wherever there's mats. I've trained wherever there's mats. I'll learn wherever there's mats. But, like, um, I had a, uh, this great professor in college that was really big with USA soccer. And I took coaching classes from him. And um, whatever year it was that snowboarding was in the um, Olympics the first time, and we swept the podium. I've told this story before, but it's um. And Dr. Carr was like, you know, why we swept the podium? Because they played on the, but they played on the halfpipe. No coaches, they just play. That's the key. And it was so funny because he's like intense coach, coaching us on how to leave people the fuck alone. <laughs> Just yesterday, I had someone be like, I don't think you're explaining this very well. I was like, no, I'm explaining it exactly the information I want you to have. Like, and mm-hmm. you're playing with it. Like, yeah. But um, <laughs> I think you know, your speakeasy analogy is perfect because it's playtime. Yep, 100%. Uh, go and play, and then when you go to class, go to class. Mm-hmm. Separate the two. Of It'll make them both a whole lot better. Yeah. And like, you, as an instructor too, it's like, fuck up. A lot. And it's more comfortable to fuck up on your mats in your basement with your friend than it is in class when you have a certain amount of time to get everything done. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. And that's the thing. I think that'll help you make your training more efficient overall, too. Mm -hmm. Put everything in its place. Play time, work time, this time, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Drill time. And, like, I've done that with my own scheduling, and it does help a lot. (laughs) Um, That's just, like, a time-constrained thing, but it's also, like, a really good organizer. Mm-hmm. Like, and I just enjoy it more. I enjoy breaking it up that way. And, uh, I mean, to tie that into our interviews, Stephen Lambden is an Olympian and a consistent world medalist who kicks for three hours a week. Yeah. Like, three hours. Now, that's going to be the most focused, intense three hours of your life. Like, I would love to go do that with him, mm-hmm. just to, like flip in because I haven't done that in a while where I've yep. really been that focused on like one thing right? yeah but quality over quantity is a, is a real thing yep and this 100%. allows you to kind of put the qualities in place of different qualities of training not all in the same you know hour and a half of a class you know your playtime is one quality but then it's free you're not worrying about oh I gotta do this thing I have but then your training time is quality on a different level of, okay, I can just focus on this one thing and get what I can out of the class and not have to worry about the, you know, mm-hmm. separating everything out like that, I think can really help. That and like just the amount of time you have to spend doing jujitsu and doing reps and doing things even wrong sometimes. It ups the time. Getting it, correct. Wrong, it has to happen. Yeah. You got to do it wrong. People think that yeah. you can't do it wrong. I'm like, you have to do it wrong. You have to <laughs> fuck it up a bunch, man. Because yep. then it's the only way you know that it's right. You know? It makes that feeling more gratifying when you feel it. You're like, oh, that's and it. you actually <laughs> understand the difference. Yeah, and so it, it, and overall, it's just more hours in. Yep. Which yeah, is exactly. Cool. Uh, There's no downside to putting more time in mm-mm. overall. And that's, no. you know, you can get into, like, you throw in some of your dumb training. You know, you're going to have your longer days here and there. But, mm-hmm. like, and those have their place, too, but... That means you'd have to recover that and all this. There's, there's, yeah. there's but then two it, ends things. But it's also not all sandwiched together with the other things. Yep. It becomes its own deal. Yep. And even just having like my 
discovery of other hobbies and passions makes me more focused on the time I have in the gym or whatever. It's like, oh, I, have, I want this. I'm about to get this out of this. I want to get this out of that. I need to make it yeah. efficient. It makes you present. Yeah, it makes me present. It yeah. makes me, yeah, it just works out better overall. It is true. That is the, the fun side of discipline. Yeah. They should, yeah. Shit yeah. starts to work out. Yeah. And that's the thing. It's like people post paragraphs on Facebook about bitching about this, that, whatever. I'm like, get up earlier, wake up, you know, and do the yeah. thing, or, you know. Make your schedule and, like, focus on the thing. Yeah, there's discipline there. Like, yeah. But then find a way. that's the fun end of discipline. Is discipline has, like, a very negative term. It's not. It's a super positive, happy thing. Yeah. If you do that, like, right. you get the most out of life and you sleep well. And why is that? <laughs> why is it so, like, negatively connotated? Oh, fuck. That's another episode. Baby. <laughs> that's oh, another no. episode, baby. Yeah. I am hyped to listen to these, though. Yeah. I got a flash drive of three very are awesome interviews. Yes. Sean, Stephen, and uh, yeah. Robert Drysdale. So yes. These are hot gold on a pink flash drive. <laughs> yeah, from the, uh, from the clearance rack, my friend. I got a bunch of those laying around. Clearance uh, that is why. Friend, that baby. is why. <laughs> All right, well, I guess, is our friend. guess we're done. Quick recap day, just kind of like talking ourselves down from some sweet interviews really yeah i'm just i'm downloading the parallels i guess that's and what i was like, telling mike before we got started i was like i was so high from those interviews like i was like yeah high on life. Jesus all week. Christ. yeah and i don't think i like messed them up too bad or anything you know what i mean so i felt pretty mm. good about it so i was like really reeling off of those and then like told mike i slept like 12 hours last night kind of thing i finally crashed a Processed little bit it. like leveled up or you know leveled <laughs> leveled down and like down regulated and chilled out a little bit from that so yeah. Yeah, so this is the result yeah we've processed it now we're moving forward with awesomeness now i'm jittery and sweaty talking about it it's all good and <laughs> <laughs> we're back oh man <laughs> no good all right well until next week my friend keep your coffee regular and right, peace in